Melanie Zalanda, and I am in the United Kingdom. And I'm John Jericho, and I'm in the United States. And united, we are... (laughs) The Show of Values. (laughs) Saving the world with values. One leader at a time. It's great to be back. I'm so excited. This is our second show. And before we get really into this, I want to give an update, because on our first episode, we talked about the M&Ms. And the spokes candies that got put on hold because of all the controversy about them. They are already back. So there's a new series of commercials out and the spokes candies are out there. Yay! Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I did think it was a bit of um, an extreme reaction on uh, on Mars's part. But uh, who knows? I'd like to think we could take the credit for that. But (laughs) (laughs) what could be better than chocolate? Well, hearing from you, of course. Um, I'm pleased to report that uh, since the, the first episode, we've received some great feedback. And uh, and I'd like to welcome, actually, um, new listeners and uh, and viewers and subscribers from uh, the USA, the UK, UK, U, U, <laughs> what do I say then? I'm not quite sure, to be honest with you. Uh, the Netherlands, Mexico and Croatia as well. That's Amazing, amazing worldwide reach already. Yeah, so I understand you've received some um, feedback from some of your contacts, haven't you, John? I did, I did. Uh, Christine Carlson Wolf reached out to me and she said, You know, three and a half minutes in, and I am hooked. Hearing folks discuss how to uphold personal values in business is like a salve to my weary heart. And um, and I got a message from uh, Ivana who said um, that I was drawn from the first minute. Uh, you guys made the subject light, fun and entertaining while keeping things relevant and knowledgeable. It's so refreshing to see and hear you two making this subject appealing. Yes. <laughs> It's one of those topics that people tend to mix things up. They'll confuse values and ethics and morality, and they'll use those terms interchangeably. So are values and morality the same thing? Hmm. Values are very personal to us. Values are intrinsic. Yeah, Our value system is what, what matters to us personally. And uh, and whereas morals is really um, a, a, an external code uh, of what we accept as as right and wrong, uh, and, and so and morals and ethics as well. They're, they're another two. I'm going to invite my friend Buddy Thornton, who has written two books on this subject: the slippery slope and the uh, contemporary society through the lens of applied ethics. This is his first book, and the second book is contemporary society through the lens of applied morals, and uh, and he makes uh, the distinction between the two. So so our values are personal to us, but our morals are that code of, of right and wrong. So when does a value have no value? I basically interpret um, any value that diminishes somebody else as being a negative value. We have to recognise that there are values that, um, that don't add to people um they don't and, add uh, value <laughs> they don't add value exactly <laughs> have you checked your filter system lately everything that happens either 
helps us to advance our values or to protect or defend our values. And all of those, all the actions that we take, all of the, the behaviors that we experience, all of the environments that we encounter, we choose those things based on how they appeal to our values. And that goes down to even, you know, the products we buy. Yeah. I mean, basically we filter everything through our values. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Our system. Most people are trying to sell you things because they're appealing to some inner core value of yours that is going to make this thing attractive to you. Like the Super Bowl ads, for example. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. There's a great example. You know, they're such a popular thing. Sometimes the Super Bowl ads are even more important than the football game itself. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, American football is growing here um, in the UK uh, to the extent that next year uh, we're going to be starting our own UK uh, American Football League. <laughs> So tell me, um, explain the culture of American football and particularly uh, the Super Bowl and what the Super Bowl means uh, to Americans and how it adds value. People are drawn to that because it is uniquely American and we really kind of take it, take it to heart. And it is absolutely huge. I mean, 119 million people watched the Super Bowl this year. That is just absolutely phenomenal. And they do things, they'll get together, they'll have Super Bowl parties, they'll have watching parties, you know, the chicken wing uh, industry practically sells out for Super Bowl Sunday because everybody has to have wings and pizza. And of course, there's the the tailgating activity, which is... Oh, yeah. Tell me about that tailgating oh, yeah. in the context of the Super Bowl, because that's one of the things that the UKFL mentioned, you know, we're going to go the whole hog uh, and we're going to have tailgating. And I'm thinking, what is tailgating? It can't be what uh, what you know, I think it means normally. <laughs> so, so typically when you go to a sporting event, you go to the arena, you drive your vehicle there and you're in the parking lot and it's usually way before the game is about to start. And so you've got tons of activity because you want to get good parking space, right? And you want to get in. This is before you had all signs too, but it started this way. So people would gather in the parking lot. They would lift the, uh, I think you call it the boot. We call yeah, it the trunk. The trunk. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, in the days of station wagons and SUVs and all of that, you know, they open the back up and drop the tailgate and they would break out refreshments maybe pull out a little barbecue grill and fire up and start cooking hamburgers and hot dogs and sharing them with the people around them. That's what a tailgate party is. It's this little mini social activity pre-game. Excellent. And tell me, how friendly is the competition? Of course, we've got um, English football, English soccer. That's our national game. English soccer fans don't have a great reputation. Uh, yeah, uh, there is an element, uh, unfortunately, of, uh, of aggression uh, between rival fans. So does that ever appear in, in American football? Fans can be vicious to each other when it's the, when it's the opposite team. But it's like any other kind of a polarizing activity. It does have its extremes, yeah. and people are known to, if their team loses, 
they will go out and rampage in the community and turn cars over and burn buildings and just right. absolute insanity. But at the same time, sometimes the people whose team won will get just as crazy and will go out and celebrate. And they're so wild and hyped up that they'll start turning over cars and starting fires. So you don't right. really know if they're angry or if they're happy. <laughs> don't go away. We'll be back after the... <laughs> no. Just kidding. Tell me then about um, the ads and the culture of the ads and how the ads have become so popular. You know, all of these uh, commercial enterprises out there, they are going to get in front of 119 million people, right? So they want to put their best foot forward. And traditionally, over the years, the Super Bowl has been the pinnacle opportunity to get in front of the most people and have the most impact. So they're spending $7 million to put a 30-second commercial up there. <laughs> it's not $7 million to make the commercial. This is $7 million to book the commercial. Just to book the commercial just to put it on the air for that 30 seconds. The, all the production stuff, uh, and, and most of these are very celebrity heavy to get their, their product out there. So because of that, they tend to be more creative than your average you know, television ad. And so they have become an enormous attraction for people to see what are they gonna come up with next? So let's talk then about the values of the consumer. Do you think they're trying to pander to the values of the American consumer? In which case, what are those values? Are they the values of the American nation? You know, that's a really good question. So I don't think they're trying to change your opinion of the world. I think you're trying to change your opinion of a product and how it will appeal to your values. What they're appealing to are values we place on things like companionship. And so there was a commercial, it was the uh, Budweiser, this Bud's for you commercial. And the whole, the thing starts and people are carrying a six pack and as they're walking past another person, they're handing them a beer out of the six pack. And then somebody else is taking it and moving on to somebody else and they're handing somebody else a six and all walks of life. And it's all about sharing. And so it's a reminder that no matter who you are, uh, what you do, you're only six degrees of separation away from each other, right? And so why not use that six pack? You're only a six pack away from each other and you can share. And there's images throughout this entire commercial with people sharing. So uh, talking about um, uh, beer commercials then, um, I really liked the Boston Lager uh, commercial for Samuel Adams. Samuel Adams is brighter, okay? And, uh, and the server says, you know, a brighter Boston. Imagine a brighter Boston. And so the chap goes into this kind of reverie, imagining this brighter Boston. He's almost there in a sort of like fantasy. Um, and everybody's being really nice to each other. So you've got two women not arguing over a parking space, but actually insisting that each other takes the parking space. No, you have it. No, I insist. You have it. Um, then you had a football game. It's um, like oh so British, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I was there, they were very polite. No, off to you. No, off to you. It's nicer that you that you have that memory. <laughs> 
No, it's true. And you've got a, a Boston guy hugging a New Yorker, you know, saying, we love New Yorkers. Um, and then there are two criminals um, uh, opening a boot and one of them says, um, dump them. And of course, you kind of imagine the body's going to come out of it. But instead, there's like a whole bag of cans and the, the really biggest, most menacing, threatening one uh, says, um, recycle. You know, it's up to us all to play a part. <laughs> he dumps them all in the recycling bin and then spots the chap walking by with a can and says, hey, what are you done with that? You can you can put that in here. You know, we've only got one planet, right? And I thought it was just a, such a clever, subtle way to, um, to create a message, you know, to put a message out. And then that goes straight into, and I'm going to have to... Um, remind myself of the name of this chat because I didn't know his name and I had to look it up. It was Kevin Garnett, um, who uh, oh, is actually the Boston Celtics legend. Yeah. So um, so he uh, is promoting a book in a bookstore. So you go from the trash and now he's uh, promoting this book uh, called Don't Talk Trash, Spread Love. He says, why talk trash when you can spread love? And there's a close up on his lips as he's blowing kisses and is repeating spread love spread love spread, spread love, love. <laughs> <laughs> and i just thought it was just so so cool but then of course the, the guy snaps out um when uh, the server says hey your card's been rejected and he said oh i'll just have to call my mum." and he reaches for the phone and she slaps it down <laughs> like you're not you're not using my phone you're not using this phone um and then he leaves the shop so i i just yeah i i just thought it was a lovely portrayal of um of values of people being respectful of basically saying you know it wouldn't be lovely if you could drink a lager and magically transform your environment so that everybody is kind and respectful towards one another and thinking about their environment and having respect for their environment um and uh and yeah and not talking trash and spreading more love <laughs> but i yeah. have to say my favorite commercial was the T-Mobile commercial with the actor Bradley Cooper and his mom. Now, yes, well, anything starting back to Cooper gets my vote. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm not really familiar with this guy. No? Um, I, oh, wow. So you've not watched um, Limitless or The Silver Linings Playbook or um, with Jennifer Aniston, who was in Horrible Horrible Bosses. Um, I'm sure that was the name of the movie. Yeah, not no. Seen you're obviously you're obviously a fan of Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I am now too, and here's why: because of this commercial, the the premise of this was that T-Mobile, the 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 cell phone company, was shooting a commercial using Bradley Cooper, and they wanted to have his mom in the commercial with him. So the commercial is basically a compilation of outtakes of him and his mom just flubbing their lines and doing all kinds of, of, of having little banter together. And it was such great family appeal. And she made like really typical mom kind of remarks, you know? <laughs> um, and, and it's obvious that she doesn't really understand everything that her son does. It reminded me of my mother. You know, when I was in the Navy, I, I had, gone to the Pentagon for a lunch meeting. And for years after that, my mother swore I was stationed at the Pentagon. 
And that was the only time I was there. And so, you know, you, it took her years. And it's funny because so many, many years later, I was actually stationed at the Pentagon. And by that time, <laughs> she had finally realized that I didn't work there. So it was, <laughs> but anyway, but I mean, I mean, it's typical mom kind of stuff, right? And so at one point, you know, Bradley uh, expresses a little bit of frustration because he keeps trying to help his mom get her lines right and stuff. And he goes, I think I know what I'm doing, mom. I was nominated nine times. And she says, yeah, but you never won, honey. <laughs> it's just so typical. I, I just, I just loved it. I thought it was so cool. Now, was the commercial success successful to make me want to go out and get T-Mobile? No. Have I become a fan of T-Mobile? No. But I found myself liking the actor Bradley Cooper because of his relationship <laughs> with his mom. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I loved it when she said, uh, you look like a flamingo. And don't oh, yes, smile. Yes, he's don't the don't, don't, don't smile. You look like a clam. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe miss my mum. Yeah, I kind of like it. I, I, yeah, even have my mum back to, to say embarrassing things like that to me. <laughs> yeah, and they, you know, they, my mum was the same way. My mum was the same way. So, and you know, I think the things that we remember are the ones that appeal to us in some way, shape, or form, right? Whether, even if they made us just laugh, because sometimes that's all we need is just that little laugh. And, and laughter can be actually a value. Right? Well, so, that's value. Humor. Humor yes. is a value. Yes, it is. There we go. And humor brings yeah. us joy, which is also a value. Exactly. I got to just mention just the one little brief one that was um, that that targeted images of violence. Ah, right. And okay. people, people, you know, fighting against each other and arguing. And it was an appeal to love Jesus. And it was I a reminder that. that Jesus loved the people we hate. That was the slogan. Jesus loves us no matter what. And appealing to, again, whether you're religious or not, the companionship, the camaraderie, uh, and getting along with others. So many ads and so many values and so little time. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. And we can talk about this literally all day. But... Moving on then. Yeah. To... Da, 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 da. Drum roll. It is time for Versus. Okay. <laughs> we'd like you to vote for the, your your favorite whether it's Annalisa's story or mine just saying you know uh but vote for us come on to go on to uh linktree our linktree which is www.linktr.ee backslant a show of values and send us a message and tell us who had the wackiest story? So, Annalisa, you go first. Yeah, you know, it was it was tough uh, considering we would agree that uh, versus today, uh, this week was going to be based on the Super Bowl ads. I have decided to plump for the uh, Tubi. Is it Tubi? Is that how you pronounce it? Or is it Tubi? Yes, that's the TV station. Yeah. Okay, with the rabbits. Uh, yeah, the, the giant rabbits. Um, it was disturbing, uh, but also very compelling because I was watching it and thinking, wow, these rabbits are really malevolent. They're horrible rabbits. 
Oh, you need right. to elaborate on this. Tell us, tell us the story. Um, well, there isn't really much of a story. So you just uh, see people uh, going about their business, studying at a desk, in the classroom, uh, in their cars, being dragged away, being dragged off by these giant rabbits. And, uh, and not in a gentle way, but dragged, you know, dragged by their legs uh, on the floor. You see kids Sorry. being carried on their shoulders. You, you see. Um, I'm, just, I'm just slipping into Monty Python with the big nasty teeth. Yeah, well, it just, they're just kind of like, they look cute, but they're just horrible. They're grabbing people out of their cars. So you just get this scene where you have a, a, a traffic jam, all these rabbits pulling people out of their cars, and then they start throwing them down holes um and 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 kicking them and literally like uh one guy gets kicked down this hole and then it turns out to be a movie rabbit hole <laughs> oh and yeah was, and so, was it a hair so down, they're now surrounded by uh by television screens you know playing series and films etc and the punchline is um Find rabbit holes you didn't know you were looking for. Oh, my God. It sounds like a hair-raising experience. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I have to admit, my wife and I have fallen down that Tubi rabbit hole. Really? Because we'll find, like, an old movie or something, and and we'll, we'll watch it. We'll, we, we want to go do something the laundry dinner whatever but we're, we're glued now I, I don't know why they had to make these rabbits so but yeah scary you know i mean disturbing it's just so dark uh, the music you know, the, the background music that they play is just so dark and ominous and uh and the whole thing it feels like you know a horror movie um and uh yeah and then you get this you know, time with people being thrown down the rabbit hole and looking you know faces full of delight you know that they're that they're in there um <laughs> and i must have watched it about i don't know six times because it's so, so you fell down, you fell down the rabbit hole rabbit hole <laughs> i did fall down the rabbit hole i'm hopping mad no! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because um because yeah, boom boom. Um because I yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking, why am I watching it again? Why? What why is this so compelling? It's it's so short, it's so simple, there isn't much of a storyline, and yet it grabs you. Like so I think they have done some serious psychological uh <laughs> research on that one. Giant <laughs> killer rabbit. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. all, folks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, John, it's your turn then. Eh? Uh, you got know, I had a hard time choosing where I wanted to go with this week's wacky story because there were so many. Um, I mean, there was that cute commercial with the Doritos, uh, where you get the rapper Jack Harlow, who is uh. Who, who is fascinated by the triangle shape of the of the Dorito chips. And uh, there was a teaser that came out before the commercial actually aired, the, the full commercial. But the teaser had, you know, the rapper, you know, being chased by the paparazzi getting into his car. And 
you know, one of the paparazzi yells, is there any truth to the love triangle? And Jack Harlow just uh, looks at the, looks at the chip and goes, maybe. <laughs> but ultimately where I had to go was back to the M&Ms. Ah, right. Okay. Because. After all of that, you're not choosing Doritos. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not choosing Doritos. My wacky story for the week. For if I have known you were going to do two, I'd have talked about Ben Affleck and his Dunkin' oh. Donuts. Well, you want to talk about Ben Affleck? I'll let you talk about Ben Affleck. Let's <laughs> you can wipe the little drool off your chin. And... No, it's okay. It's fine. No, I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I no that that the Doritos is not my contender. My my contender for this week is M and M's. And so during all of this hullabaloo over the M&M's, uh, where Mars pulled the M&M's as their, uh, you know, they put them on pause at bringing their spokes candies, and they temporarily put in a replacement. And it was the comedian uh, Maya Ran- uh, Rudolph, uh, known from Saturday Night Live's TV show. And so she popped on. She's named officially as uh, the Mars Chief of Fun, the M&M Chief of Fun. And Mars, uh, the M&M said, we believe that the power of fun is to bring people together. And so they put Maya Rudolph in as a temporary spokesperson. And it was really, it, she get up, got, got up there and said that she was going to change M&Ms to Ma and yeah so it's her name maya yeah 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 yeah. like oh come on really but this opened up it opened up the whole story of the m&ms once again uh one of the things that got me and i had not realized this when we first talked about this story we talked about tucker carlson getting all in an uproar because the green m&m was no longer in go-go boots but no it got worse than that because In January, the M&M's company put out a special packaging to celebrate women, and they had, you know, only the female M&M's on the package. And so Tucker Carlson, again, over at Fox News, said the green has her boots back, but apparently is now a lesbian. (laughs) And so this kind of controversy, you know, the Mars company said, you know, we just can't have this, which is why they put everything on pause and brought it all and tried to bring it all back. And they intentionally put Maya Rudolph in as a temporary fill in because they knew it was ridiculous. And they knew that people would want the spokes candies back instead of having the M&Ms become Maya's. <laughs> and so they said, we wanted to positively redirect the passion of that conversation and bring fun back into it. And now that that's done, we can get on with it and go do what we're here to do. And that's create a world where everybody feels that they belong. Yeah, I did love that, uh, that, that, uh, that ad that she did. It was so tongue in cheek just before the um, spokes candies came back on the platform, you know, to say, you know, oh, are we, are we really, are we really back? <laughs> are we really back? I believe they had the nerve to put us on pause. <laughs> exactly. Just before that, uh, when she was um, promoting her candy covered clams. <laughs> <laughs> and you just saw the little red M&M appear behind uh, with a, a notice saying, help, help. 
So that's my, my vote for Wacky this week. Um, so just to remind our viewers and listeners, I don't know if you're watching on YouTube, but sometimes you like to listen on audio, you'll find all the links to our podcasts uh, on our link tree. Um, and the other way around, of course, if you're listening on audio, you can find us on YouTube too and get the full effect on video. Um, and, uh, and all the ways to engage. So you can connect with us by email, by voicemail at no cost to you. This uh, You just push a button just um, uh, open your mic and leave us uh, a message. Uh, the link takes you straight there on our link tree. And if you've got a question about values, do uh, do ask us and uh, we'll give you a big shout out on the show. And don't forget to keep your comments rolling in. Let us know what you what you liked, what worked, maybe what didn't work so well. And remember, don't undervalue the power of values. And don't undervalue the value of value. See you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>